everyone, and welcome back to My Brother is an Idiot. Yes, it is your favorite podcast and ours. Full of goons, goonery, shenanigans, and all kinds of other funny shit that we just throw at each other. My name is Matt. I'm the king of the goons. Let me, before I kick you around the rest of the panel, tell you about our social channels. At the Idiot Goons on Twitter. Search for us on Facebook, My Brother is an Idiot. Or if you want to learn about barbecue, at King Goon Smoke on TikTok. MJ, you're having some technical issues, but we'll fight through them. You're dropping in and out. We're going to have a good time with it. What's going on there, dipshit? I'm dying inside. <laughs> I have a hat that says something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. Yeah, I, got, I gave you that hat, even. Yeah, I ate the freaking candy bar. Right. Next up, the patriarch, the emperor goon, the progenitor of all goonery, Milty. What is going on? You know, I'm here. I'm going to have a good time tonight with you folks. And boy, is it getting chilly in the mornings around here? What? Holy shit. Uh, fall is upon us for sure. And last but not least, I summon him, my brother, the idiot goon. And I am here. Uh, Mikaela, dipshit, voice of God. You forgot those. How dare you? Ah, you know, I just wanted to give her shit about her computer. How dare you? How I'll dare do you? better. I'll do better. Please. I'll do better. Please. I need you to do better. Can you do that for me? Yes. Okay. And then do one more thing for me. Go fuck yourself. Thank you. I shall. Thank you. I appreciate Guilty, it. how's it going? You doing all right tonight? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? How how how, sh- how dark are the shades over at... Uh... Oh, the shades are going to get dark here in about an hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, how's it going over there? Terrible. <laughs> okay. Back to Matt. Oh, you are just a veritable fountain of enthusiasm and positivity. Uh, somebody give her a fucking Milky Way bar because she gets a little grumpy when she's <laughs> dropping her. It's, it's a Snickers. Well, but here's the thing. is she. I know she doesn't like peanuts. So, you know, oh, we give her the Milky Way and got it's better. it. Got it. All right. Before we get started, I do want to say something that we had actually forgotten to call out on our last podcast. We have another milestone. We have made our fourth dollar. (laughs) Everyone gets a dollar. You get a dollar. You get a dollar. And you get a dollar. All right. It's awesome for us. It's Taco Tuesday. One taco for everybody. Everyone can have a taco unless you get them somewhere else. Okay. Let's start with our first bit of the day. And get going. We are going to do a goon fantasy draft, and we are drafting Disney princesses. I have plugged our names into a magical internet machine and have scrambled our names up, and it came out with an order. So here we go. First and foremost, I am going to go first, and I select Mulan as my first Disney princess. She's badass with a sword. She'll kill everyone else. That's all that you need to know. Uh, MJ, you are next. Boo, you whore. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, that was her pick number mm. one. That, I mean, who else was she going to take number one? <laughs> right. Uh, I'll take Moana because the music fucking rocks and because she fucking rocks. And because that's the song gets stuck in my head all the goddamn time. Awesome. Milty, you are up. Select for us, please, a Disney princess. Well, how about Snow White? Because I don't know anything about the ones you guys (laughs) (laughs) She's absolutely a Disney princess. Well done. You're one for one. Good job. And last but not least, Bunga. Who you got? The one from Brave. Merida. Princess Merida. 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 The one from Brave. Good God. It's like the one whose name I can't pronounce. I've only seen that movie once and I was really drunk when I saw it. So <laughs> the bitch with the big red hair. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, you got the it. Fucking, yeah. The fucking the big hair ginger. Give me that right. fucking bitch. <laughs> All right, Mulan, Mulana, Snow White, and Merida are off the board. I go next and I pick uh Ariel as Mulan is Slicing and dicing, Ariel will provide the beautiful soundtrack with her voice and waves. And she's got a crab friend. So that's all I have for that. Uh, MJ, you are next. Uh, I'm going to go off the board because Disney owns Fox now. I can do this. Take an Anastasia. You would. You you would. You absolutely would. Yeah, you she's own the my, hoodie and all that shit. It's my favorite one. I have the music box. I have the hoodie. Uh, she's a badass. And there's that one time that she murders a skeleton man by stepping on his magic crystal sphere. It's awesome. (laughs) All right, Milty, you're up. Who you got? Okay, so I'm going to go with Cinderella because the first two, uh, they're only two that I ever heard of. (laughs) Somehow I knew you were going to go one and two, those in some order. All right, thank you. Mark. You're on the clock. <laughs> okay, since MJ is breaking the rules already, then I'm going to go off the board as well. Since Disney owns all of those other properties, I, su- I select Princess Leia Ooh. from Star Wars. That's totally valid. She's actually a Disney princess. I was going <laughs> to say King George because he's a princess too, but... Only half of this panel got that joke. It's fine. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) All right. right, For my final pick, uh, I am going to take uh, Jasmine because she has a magic carpet. And that's all I have to say about that. uh, MJ, you are up. Taking Tiana. I want food. I want babies. (laughs) She is a chef. She's also a fucking badass, but most importantly, apparently her beignets are top. Please, God, give me beignets. I am a fan of a good beignet, for sure. All right, Milty. Who did you pick, Michaela? Tiana. Okay, okay. All right, how about Pocahontas? Good one. That's, That's a good one. Yeah, well done. And I'm just really glad that this isn't going beyond this. Three picks. (laughs) 
I, I really wanted to do four because I wanted to see what you would select after three. <laughs> well, to but be fair, in the official canon, there's only 12 real Disney princesses that they actually trot out as Disney princesses. So it would be hard to do four if we that we would have to absolutely branch out. And then we would spend 10 minutes listening to Milty Google shit. We've already done that, so. <laughs> All right, Mark, finish us off. Who you got? Okay, so this one's not exactly a Disney princess, but it is my favorite Disney movie, and it is the female lead character making her the Disney princess for the movie, Eve from Wally. I don't know if a robot can be a princess. She is a goddamn princess. All right. If you say so. She will blow you up with her lasers. Yeah, she will do that as well. Okay, there you go. There is your Disney Princess Fantasy Draft. Thank you very much, Goon Squad. Moving on to the Denver Broncos, who won again. They are 2-0. and oh. Can I get a hell yeah? Woo. Hell yeah! Woo. <laughs> All right, they won the game 23 to 13. Milty predicted 28 to 6. Mark was 24 to 3. I was 31 to 10. MJ 42 to 3. Okay. <laughs> if you go just based on points differential, Mark and I tied at 11 points. Uh, he was only one point off the Broncos final score. So I'll give you the dub, sir. Well done. Um, like I said, 31 to 10 for me. They had a really good game. Um, Mark, I'm going to throw this over to you to start. Uh, let's recap this game. Teddy Bridgewater, 26 to 34, 328, two touchdowns. Another outstanding game by Teddy, two gloves. Um, you know, Bridgewater looked really good. It was, it was a really good game for him. I think, you know, it's continuing a trend of, um, you know, just really good, solid quarterback play without mistakes. And, uh, this is something we saw very early in his career that we all knew, that was a possibility from him, but we none of us actually thought that that would be something that he actually did. So I'm very happy with Teddy's performance. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. The, the Broncos seem to be dropping like flies, um, which we'll talk about. But holy crap, the injury report is about a half mile long at this point between offensive and defensive players. But it was it was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, Milty, kicking it over to you, uh, Cortland Sutton had a – Really good. I'm back football game. Nine catches, 159 yards. Uh, didn't reach the end zone, but just looked really good. Uh, break down his performance for me. I just happened to think that uh, in the first game of the year, the, pr the week prior to this game, he only had one catch. And I think he was just out there to try to test his knee and be kind of a decoy for some of the other receivers. And and then in this game, they just they just set him up for success. And you know, he's a, he's a big guy. He can get down there. He can out-catch and outreach almost any defender. He's just fantastic, and he's back. Look out. Yeah, there's no question that he played just really well. And if it wasn't for a couple of non-pass interference calls, uh, he may have actually had 200 yards and scored a couple of times. Uh, some questionable officiating in that game for sure. Uh, Mark, I'm going to kick it back over to you. Von Miller had another sack. He's got three on the season, well above the pace for 17 on the year. Uh, Von looks pretty tasty, don't he? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Bradley Chubb went out. Um, that's one of the injuries. So um, still kind of feeling the pain on the defensive side of the ball. 
Um, good thing we have 800 corners as well because those guys <laughs> seem to be getting hurt at a fairly regular pace too. But yeah, Vaughn looks really good and he looks to be in shape and looks to, I mean, the defense just looks really good. Uh, granted, they were playing a not so great Jacksonville Jaguars team um, as a the only fan I know of the team is staring at me in the face, giving me a mean mug. <laughs> Uh, we'll kick it over to him in a minute. He'll have his chance. But uh, you know, I, I was I was impressed with the defense again. And yeah, Vaughn Vaughn's just going to be a terror this year. Holy crap! If he stays healthy, uh, Michaela, there were some very significant injuries in this game. Uh, Mark already mentioned Bradley Chubb out with uh, an ankle. They're going to do some surgery or have done surgery and to remove a bone spur. He's out six to eight weeks. But the other one that's a little bit uh, interesting and. Um, uh, could have some pretty uh, severe impact is Josie Jewell, who got hurt on a special teams play and tore his pectoral muscle. He's out for the year. Josie was playing really well this year. What do you think the impact's going to be on this team? I think they're going to need to get someone to replace him, and hopefully he's pretty good. Uh, I like Josie Jewell. I hope he gets better soon. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Special teams seems to be an ongoing source of consternation. Mark, they gave up another touchdown on a kickoff return. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, um, they're going to need their punter and kicker to start actually making tackles because apparently nobody else can. Back to you. Milty, uh, McManus traditionally has been one to boom it all out um, and completely just take the ball out of the end zone. Doesn't seem to be the case this year. Is that a leg thing or is that a coaching thing? Well, you know, it, it, each individual kick probably depending on where he starts from and where he hits the ball from, it, it could go out of the end zone or it could end up short. Um, I, I'm just thinking about the, the coaching part of it. You know, Tom McMahon's been here. This is fourth year now. Um, might be time for him to go, you know. Uh, statistically, they're the worst kickoff team, coverage team in the NFL. Uh, the, and the previous guy, Brock Olivo, wasn't much better, and he only had a one-year tenure here. So it's, I think it's time for Tom to move on. Was Brock Olivo the one that uh, wanted 22 Janos? Yes. Was it Janos or Jamos? <laughs> I think he may have had 21 Jamos to get to 22 Janos. Because everyone knows that if you have 22 Janos on your team, you're not winning any football games in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jan- Janovich is having a great uh, career and is playing really well. So let's let's leave. That's Jan fine. Away. He's not playing on the offensive line, quarterback, or wide receiver, or that defensive line, or linebacker, or correct. corner. You're absolutely so right. Your fullback cannot be 22 people on the team and you'd be successful <laughs> in the NFL. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, this is not <laughs> Division Three football. Uh, MJ, kicking it back over to you, your boy McManus, not quite clearing the ball out of the end zone. What the hell's going on there? Uh, it's hard. K- kicking kickoffs are hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's so few people doing that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there's so few good ones. He's, be- he's fine at everything else. And the, uh, the punter makes up for it. It's fine. Yeah, he who kicks it four times a game, right, Mark? Four times, man. Four right. times. He, I think he had four punts. I thought that was pretty awesome. Good call. Goddamn right. <laughs> All 
right. Uh, let's tie it up and talk a little bit about the Jags. They are one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are 0-2. We are proud and pleased to welcome our very own Goon Insider, the biggest Jaguar fan in the 303, Neil. What is going on, man? Talk to us about this game. It was kind of a tough game to watch. Um, you know, they came out pretty hot, I feel like, on the first drive. Uh, kind of marched right down, scored. I thought, oh, this is good. And the bad thing is, right, I bet actually that the Broncos were going to win. And then I was a little disappointed. And then I was like, torn. Like, I want to win this game, but I also don't want to lose money because I thought we were going to get routed. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, uh, it, it was – I guess it was a step forward from the game in Houston because the game in Houston they looked – I think they had like six illegal procedure penalties, which was just complete lack of preparation, right? We looked like a good college team with a good college coach. Um but uh, in, in this game, they did take some steps forward. So it wasn't completely – I think before the game, I said I'd be happy if they lost by less than 10. They lost by exactly 10. So, <laughs> You know, you mentioned a good college coach, and one of the things we've been talking about a bit on this podca- podcast the last few weeks was how long is it before uh, Urban either comes up with a heart issue or just falls off the face of the earth completely? What's your call there? Yeah, so Doug Marone got uh, four years. He was the last head coach, and he should have been fired probably after season two or three. Uh, he definitely should not have got the fourth season. He needed to fire the defensive coordinator, I think, to get the fourth season. He didn't do it. But um, he'll get at least two seasons, even if we go over this year. Uh, with that being said, I think he probably calls it before. I don't think the owner will fire him. Um he looks like a guy who regrets the decision that he's made. When you see him in the press conferences, he just kind of looks defeated, right? He's looking at his feet. He's mumbling. He's kind of kicking the rocks when he's talking, you know, just a guy that, that doesn't, uh, doesn't seem like he wants to be where he is. I thought, I thought it was interesting last week when he avoided the um, away um, media press conference as well. Um, that he, you know, those are, those are obligations you have to make as an NFL coach. I don't care who you are. You sit in on the opposing media press conference for 15 minutes and actually do that. And he decided not to do that for whatever reason. And, um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, one question I have for you is you've got two lovely co-hosts behind you. Uh, what are their names? (laughs) For those of you listening at home, there are two gigantic bears with Jaguars jerseys directly behind Neil. Uh, their names are Thunder and Lightning. So in the 90s, we had two receivers. Their names were Keenan McCardell and Jimmy Smith. Oh, uh, uh, yes. I remember them. They're wearing Keenan McCardell and Jimmy Smith jerseys. So uh, Thunder and Lightning are here with me. Uh, this, guy's, this guy's actually wearing a hat that says uh, Fred, Jimmy, and Keenan. Uh, that would be Fred Taylor, also from the 90s. And they're sitting in my Jaguar Stadium seats here. Oh. <laughs> well played sir i actually enjoy that that was just in case you were curious there is an actual jaguars fan that listens to the podcast and actually hears. <laughs> i know you guys can't see him because you're listening to us but he is a real live jacksonville jaguars fan yeah it's been um you know it's funny because i think i picked the team in 96 uh when they beat the broncos in the divisional round 
Uh, and I was like, oh, this seems going to be so good. And they had a really good 90s, right? And then it, it's been a miserable millennium to be a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neil, that's actually a, a, a good point. There's not – it's probably one of the most difficult fandoms to be a part of, and it's one of the smaller groups of fans in the NFL. Um, but that's a hell of a stadium, and anytime you can watch a football game from a pool is actually pretty cool. <laughs> uh, have you had a chance to watch a game live? You got plans to do it? What's going on there? Yep. So uh, I have a couple of friends that live in Florida. And so uh, I went out in 11 or 12, I can't remember, and watched uh, watched them play, I believe it was Michael Vick's Falcons. Michael Vick was a quarterback. I can't remember if he was on the Falcons or the Eagles at the time. Uh, but it was before – it must have been the uh Falcons because I think it was before the dog uh, incident. So uh, it's a it's a nice stadium, but they actually redid it. They kind of overbuilt it. So Jacksonville is actually where they hold the Florida Georgia game. So they built the stadium for the Florida Georgia game. So I think it's like eighty seven thousand ish something seats or was when they built it. Uh, then they tore out a bunch of seats and put in like the jacuzzis and the pools. And the, now they have the huge, I think it's the biggest TV in the world that like wraps around one whole half of the stadium um, and all that stuff. Just trying to make it more the correct size for the team. Uh, the owner, Shad Khan's invested a ton of his own money to do uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, but it is a, it is a pretty impressive stadium now, but I haven't seen it since they did the big remodel like four or five years ago. So no pool time for you yet? That's upsetting. <laughs> I gotta actually. I don't know that I'll ever be able to go in them. I watched a uh, comedian talk about the pools they put in, and uh, basically the punchline was, "We're gonna get to see if HPB can swim." <laughs> <laughs> that will deter me from ever going. <laughs> so I, I do have a question. You talked about that they built that stadium up for the uh, Florida Georgia game that they play. It's yep. every year, right? Have they played that this year yet? I don't think they have. So no. uh, I, I feel like they play that like the second week of October or something like that. I feel like that one's on a scheduled weekend, but I'm not. I was, I was wondering if you were going to gamble on that game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. See, it's tough, right? I, um, I like I like SEC football. I feel like it's a pretty good competitive, whatever. I like uh, Kirby Smart. I actually thought when when Georgia poached him away that uh, the Bama dynasty was going to be over, but it, it was not, but Florida looks pretty good. They played Bama tough. I, I kind of think that's who they're going to play in the SEC championship again. Yeah, I was just curious if you had any idea of the uh, Florida Georgia line. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm coming. <laughs> That was good. Come on. Uh, how long, how long have you been holding on to that one? Jesus. Oh, like, since he said Florida Georgia game, I'm like, I got to get this one in. <laughs> I, that, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's also uh, known as the uh, biggest cocktail party in the world, right? That's that game? Uh, yep. World's biggest yep. cocktail party. Yep, there you yeah. go. Uh, Milty, got anything you want to ask our goon insider? Yeah, just kind of looking back at the game. Um, the, and you alluded to it, Neil, and you said they started off with a bang. They went 83 yards on their first drive. And then all of a sudden the world caved in. They only had 101 yards the rest of the game. 
Trevor Lawrence looked super on that first drive and it looked like shit the rest of the way. I, I just trying to re- put my finger on what happened. Was it the the Broncos were just trying to let him have his way and then and then cave in on him or you know, the receivers a little bit on the slow side, the, the defenders came on. What happened? Yeah, so the first um I can't remember. They're one of the teams that do scripts. So the first 12, 17, I, I don't know how many it is. But they script the first X number of plays, and they script it specifically to attack the defense in some specific way, right? So the whole thing is schemed and whatever. Um, so they did that on the first series. And then in the second series, uh, I think probably the best player on our team right now is James Robinson. Uh, he's a starting running back. I think he's got 22 carries through two weeks. Um, and Carlos Hyde, who has been around for a while, uh, is the backup, and I think he's got 20 or 21. So it's like they're not they're not running the ball enough, I don't think, to take the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence, right? And I think in week one he threw 50-something times, and I think against Denver he threw like 40 times. So it's a, it's just too much, right? So to your question, I think they scheme specifically how to attack the defense there in the first kind of first couple of plays. Denver made some adjustments. And then you have an immature coaching staff that then couldn't make the adjustment they needed to make to kind of continue attacking them the rest of the game. MJ, do you have anything you'd like to chime in with? Yeah. Have you ever seen The Good Place? And if so, do you think Jason is good Jacksonville fan representation? Uh, yes, I do. Florida man. Is- it. <laughs> 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 I actually did almost get a third bear just to name him Blake Bertles because I do have <laughs> one of those birds around here. Touché. Somewhere. Touché. <laughs> As well, you should have. You know, to your point, Trevor Lawrence, 14 of 33 for a buck 18, one tutty and two picks. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned the running game. I don't know that they had the opportunity to get the running game actually going because once. Denver got rolling and you're down, you know, 20 to seven going into the fourth quarter. You're not going to be running the ball a whole bunch. Uh, Robinson had 11 carries for 47 yards, decent average of 4.3. But I think a lot of that might be just the result of the game and trying to put everything on the young quarterback might be too much at this point. Yeah, it's just too early, right? I mean, I think Denver sat. I'm not a, obviously an X's no guy, but I've read a little bit about the game. And my understanding is they sat in a cover two the entire game. And that's just ripe for running the ball between the tackles, right? And <laughs> they just didn't do it, right? You do that, you score on the first drive, you continue to run and keep pressure on them, right? I don't think the game gets out of hand. I mean, maybe it does, right? I mean, Denver's a good defense. They have good coaching. that They could have adjusted. But uh, I think you can't just let Trevor throw the ball 35 times every game, right? Take a little bit of the pressure off so it doesn't feel like he has to win everything. Absolutely. Anybody got anything else for our Goon Insider? Well, I got to say, you know, maybe it's the family genes or whatnot, but you are much prettier than the last uh, Goon Insider we had. So uh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if he likes that or not. <laughs> you, I did appreciate that. It is, it, is a, it is a family trait how good looking we all are. We are right. just ridiculously good looking people. So. It's a valid point. It's hard to argue. I do have one more question. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, it's a peanut butter porter. Uh, the peanut butter graham. Cracker. Oh yeah, peanut butter graham cracker porter by Denver Beer. Well done, good choice. That's pretty good. Yeah, right. Mr. Princess Yum Yum is what I had in the fridge. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Neil. We will kick you loose and let you go spend time with your family. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> you, Neil. Bye. Bye. All right. That was our second official Goon Insider And I and I have I have not done better. Jabroni. Jabroni. If someone else wants to run this shit, they're more than welcome. To. Right. Oh no 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 no! It's more fun. Right. Let, let me just take this from the sheik from earlier tonight that just posted on our Discord. Once a jabroni, always a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, let's look ahead to week three, and Denver finally gets a home game after two games on the road, and they're taking on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Milty, starting with you, how do you see this game going? Break it down for us. Well, the Jets are apparently the 26th overall offense in the NFL. Uh, however, they're the ninth in defense. Um, all I got to say is... Look out, Zach Wilson, you know, and for the cameras to keep more on his mother than him. <laughs> All right. Mark, what do you think is going to happen? Where Where are you getting these stats from, the 29th-ranked offense, blah, 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 because they played – who did they play in week one? They played – I feel like it wasn't anybody any good. 26th 20, uh, is what I was reading today. Yeah, no, I heard what you were reading today. I'm just trying to figure out – where you're getting they played in week they lost, one. They've lost to the Panthers, 19 to 14. The Panthers, who currently are struggling with the Houston Texans, and they played the Patriots and got fucking smoked by the Patriots 25 to 6. Um, so yeah, their offense, their defense is really good. What is it like total scoring defense? Is that what that percentage is? I think it's, I'm not sure how it was rated overall, but it might've been on scoring defense, but usually when they do total defense or when they do ranking defense, it's on yards. It's on, it's on yards or scoring. It's usually yards. It's or scoring. It could be either or. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and most of the time, it's yards or scoring, but I just like to argue with you because it's fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the Jets are terrible. Um, their quarterback is awful. I think that they're just about as – I mean, Jets, Mets, like all those teams are obviously not the Nets because the Nets are really good, but they were fun to kind of watch all that bullshit happen to last year just with all the injuries and Kyrie Irving and all that stuff. But Jets, Mets, Nets, they're all shit shows. <laughs> So it's just more Jets. Um, I, I expect the Broncos to win by three touchdowns in this game. Uh, MJ, break this game down for us. I think Zach Wilson is going to die. Uh, I think Von Miller will murder Zach Wilson on the field. I think Von Miller will get five sacks against one Mr. Zach Wilson. And I think the Broncos win. Uh... What the fuck is divisible by seven? <laughs> Three and a half. 14, 21, 28, 35, 42. Murder, 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 murder. <laughs> I'll say 35 to, to six. 35 to six. All right, Milty, since you started it, give me your score for the game. 28 to three. 
28 to 3. Mark, what do you got? Uh, now I have to do math. <laughs> 30 to 9 is 21 points. 30 to 9. Oh, yeah, because you called a three touchdown win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to go uh, 35 to 10. I think they'll squeak one in there close to the end. What so. is this price is right rules? You just went over and under me? <laughs> no, I went over both sides. You said Fucking 30 to 9, and I said 35 damn, to 10. Motherfucker, I'll bet a dollar. <laughs> I'll be one dollar, Bob. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I bet a thousand dollars. I'll bet a thousand and one. <laughs> Fucking asshole. No, that's when you go a, a dollar, just a dollar. Because you think everyone went over. God, have you never watched The Price is Right? Come on. I've watched uh, several. Yeah, as have we all. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Goon Squad. Uh, next up, we've got a Poffle family fantasy football update because no one cares about your fantasy football team. Because uh, nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Um, Poffle family update. <laughs> Mark, you lost to Nana uh, at the very last minute. Fantasy-wise, she... Uh, had that kid who went wild in Green Bay. Yeah, the goddamn Aaron, what, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Wilson, Alan, Al Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the dude from Green Bay who scored all the points. He had three touchdowns. Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Yeah. Four fucking total touchdowns, three rushing and one passing or some fucking bullshit. Scored 40 fucking points. Most of them were in the second half of that game after I went to fucking sleep. <laughs> 60, bullshit, man. 67 yards on the ground, one touchdown. He had an additional six catches for 48 yards and three scores. Motherfucker, man. Like that, that'll kill you in a PPR league. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. And full, dis full disclosure, my team also took a shit uh, after. I, I'm having one of those seasons where I'm just getting the full fantasy football experience. So week one, I would have beat everyone else but the team I played. Shout out to my son, Matthew. Great job. You beat me. This week, my entire team took a shit, and my kicker was outscored by 23 net points. You're going to lose every time that happens. I am 0-2. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, MJ, Milty, you guys both won. Great job. Yay. Yay, Michaela. <laughs> so, Milty is one of two people that is actually two and zero in our league. Who's the other one? Your son. Yes, Your son. yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> my my black. So toy. thank God for. I've had one player in each of the two games. The last one was Cooper Cup. Got a thirty-seven points. Unbelievable. Yeah, Cooper Cup went absolutely nuts in that game. All right. Uh, that because nobody up. cares about our fantasy team. The Poffle <laughs> family update. <laughs> and there's a wild Nana. <laughs> I can just feel Michaela's blood pressure from here. <laughs> she just reached through the microphone and started fucking choking people out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Week two of the NFL. 
uh, season is in the books. Week three has begun. Uh, let's start talking about some week two recaps. Kansas City versus the Ravens. That was a fucking wonderful game. What a fun game that was to watch. Uh, Mark, I'm going to start with you here. Did you get a chance to watch this game? And, dude, what is up with Lamar? Uh, what I really appreciate about this game, and, you know, this is going to sound very cliche because I think it's where everybody went with this game, was uh, Harbaugh boy stuck with the game plan. They went down early, and they just kept running the football. Like, they didn't get away from it, which – was awesome to see that you're not just abandoning the run. You know, you, you you know what works, and then you just stick with it. Granted, they got really lucky at the end of that game with a big fumble. Um, and then, you know, the fourth and one that, you know, everyone's talking about how big fucking Harbaugh's testicles are with that fourth and one. But the way you're running the ball, why wouldn't you go for it? Um, I, I was really thoroughly entertained by that game, especially in the second half. Yeah, Lamar went off for 239 in the air, 107 on the ground, scored four total touchdowns. I'm not going to do the math, but I can tell you that the uh, Ravens rushed for well over 200 yards total. Uh, Tyson Williams had 77 more yards to add to it. Uh, MJ, uh, kicking it over to you. This was perhaps an AFC championship preview. Uh, Do you think we learned anything about how that game might look, and what do you think happened? Uh... I think that the Chiefs would probably want to do a little bit better next time. I feel like they can pretty much just curb stomp the Ravens next time they play. Uh, I'd also like to say that going back to how nobody cares about my fantasy football team, I'm glad that Lamar Jackson only got 31 points because if he had gotten more, I would have lost. Milty, Mark brought up the rushing of the Ravens, the the – Chiefs only rushed for about 60 yards. Um, is that kind of uh, offense sustainable uh, in the NFL uh, in, t- in today's league? Um, and do you think they need to change some things up? Well, maybe they need to change some things up. But, you know, you, you have to take game by game and defense against that offense. Uh, with that quarterback, they can go a long ways, you know, throwing passes and running a little bit. But I, I just got to say uh, – I was so impressed and I didn't see the whole game, but I was so impressed how Lamar comes out and throws two picks to the same guy and then comes back and runs for one touchdown and throws three more. Um, you might be looking at the, the start of an MVP run. That's a good call out. It very well may happen, especially if he keeps playing like that. Moving on to Green Bay versus Detroit. Uh, another kind of fun game to watch. It was interesting at halftime and then the Packers pulled away. MJ, uh, I'm going to start with you here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 22 of 27 for 255 and four scores. Looks like A-Rod's back, don't it? Yeah. it. Like you said, it was mostly in the second half of the game. But he remembered that he was supposed to do uh, the footballs for a job and that he needed to start doing it very quickly. So good on him beating the um, dumpster fire Detroit. <laughs> right, right on. Milty, Jared Goff, 26 of 36, 246, two touchdowns, one pick. Not a bad stat line, but they only scored 17 points. Did Detroit lose this trade with the Rams? <laughs> That's a good call. So, I, you know, I'm thinking that they're probably going to be able to use him a little bit, but the rest of the team isn't that good, you know, it's so they got one really good player, but they had a good quarterback before. They, it's more than just one player. So I I just think that, you know, 
so Aaron Rodgers had a bad game last week, and then maybe the first half it continued, but then he figured it out, and the 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 Packers are going to be all right, and the Lions are going to be you know three and. 14 or whatever. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, Mark, TJ Hawkinson was the Lions' number one receiver, and he's a white tight end. Eight catches, 66 yards, one touchdown early. Uh, what else do they got to do to score some more points besides biting kneecaps? Change out their entire team for another entire team. That that would that would help a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they scored all 17 of their points in the first half of that game and just got the doors blown off in the second half by, uh, by the Packers. Um, I am this close to being really fed up. You can't see my fingers because I don't have them on camera, but this close, that's how close I am to being done with the whole Aaron Rodgers bullshit this year. I mean, everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers, this Aaron Rodgers, that he's on, you know, the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday saying, fuck all you people. And then because of, you know, he gets a little bit of testosterone and talks to shirt, you know, fucking gun shirt wearing Pat McAfee on Tuesday. He has to go out to the media thing on Wednesday and clarify his comments on Wednesday and be like, well, you know, the media's good, but they're not that good. And I just want people to kind of leave me alone. Dude, I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers bullshit. Like, fucking just play quarterback. Shut the fuck up. Greaseball looking motherfucker. I'm just so tired of it, man. And, and everyone wants to talk about it. Stop giving him a platform. Like, uh, it's so fucking awful. Like, I hope to God the Broncos do not get him next year because I don't want to have to deal with that every that media circus every fucking week. I'm tired right. of it. You know, the way they're playing right now, uh, that being Denver, uh, and if that carries on and they make the playoffs, you may not have to worry about it. Good. Keep them in fucking Green Bay. <laughs> Next game on the docket, Green, or I'm sorry, Green Bay. Dallas versus the Chargers. Mark, your meme pick of the year. The Chargers could only score 17 points against the Cowboys, who are missing half of their defense. Uh, everyone's favorite young quarterback, 31 of 41, 338, one tutty, two picks. You still sticking with the Chargers? Yeah, they're only a game out of first in the division. And that's all you got? (laughs) (laughs) I I will tell you that Dallas got very lucky in this game. I mean, they they had a couple of really, really, really bad time management issues with uh, their coaching staff towards the end of that game. And, oh, man, that was just brutal. Mike McCarthy, what a horrible hire that guy is turning out to be in Dallas. (laughs) Yeah, Melty, we've talked about it before, how uh, I don't think that McCarthy's the answer and he's going to have a probably a pretty quick hook in Dallas. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, the running back situation in Dallas. Zeke doesn't seem like he's got the same burst. Tony Pollard had uh, 109 rushing yards to Zeke's 71 on three fewer touches. Uh, do you think that's something that's going to continue or do you think that uh, Zeke is going to resume the mantle as the number one? I think he'll resume it for at least a while. I, I was never a huge Zeke fan. Um, I can remember a game against the Broncos, Cowboys, Broncos, uh, what, three years ago? Maybe, yeah, three years ago, maybe four years ago. They came to town, and Denver's defense was decent at the time, but not fantastic, and they just put a licking on him, and he caved up. And I think it's – whether it's starting early this year or not, I don't know. I just don't think he has the stamina or the guts to put it all together. 
Milty calling out Zeke. We'll write that one down. Michaela, you know, the Chargers have – oh, hold on. Mark's got something he'd like to say. Worst contract in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> it absolutely might be. Yes, Mark. I don't often agree with Colin Cowherd, but he said that the Chargers or the Dallas Cowboys have the two worst contracts in the NFL, one on offense, one on defense. They're paying a uh, guy who is the backup to Micah Parsons. Um, they're paying him like, what is it, $20, $30 million a year. <laughs> and then Zeke, who's averaging, what, three and a half yards a carry, and he's making 75 bajillion quadrillion dollars and so those are the worst two contracts in the nfl and it's funny because they're both on the cowboys well you know they did need that second string linebacker because they moved micah down to defensive end with their uh lack of depth there so it might turn out to be a decent move we'll see yeah but he's still back up i know i know <laughs> i get it so before mark chimed in michaela uh yeah the chargers have a ton of talent austin eckler justin jackson uh keenan allen Mike Williams, uh, Jared Cook, they brought in the free agency. Do you think this Chargers team has enough to go, or are the Chargers going to do what they always do and just melt down? It would help if their kicker could make clutch kicks. No amount of talent is going to save them if every time the kicker goes to make a chip shot in the last few seconds of a game, he misses. But that's just a curse that the Chargers have. They've carried it over from San Diego. I think they're talented enough to go for it, but I think it's a bad division for them to try. Awesome. Next game to talk about, Titans versus Seahawks. This was another really fun football game, and it was seemed like the Seahawks were going to take control, and then King Henry went flat fucking nuts. Uh, Michaela, coming back to you. They gave him the ball 35 times, and he rushed for 182 yards and just took this game over. Is this something he can sustain for the rest of the season? Uh, sure. Why not? That seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milty, your turn. Um, you know, like I said, the Seahawks seemed like they were in control and just shit the bed there towards the end. Couldn't play any defense. Uh, Ross cooked maybe a little bit too much. Twenty-two of thirty-one, three hundred and forty-three, and two touchdowns. Uh, are the Seahawks beginning to crumble before our very eyes? I don't think so. I think they'll be there at the end. But, I, you know, it's it's hard to beat almost a perfect running game in the NFL. 182 yards you mentioned. You also had three touchdowns. It's just tough to beat in that game. And as far as what the question you asked, Michaela, I think Henry's done it before and he'll do it again. Awesome. Uh, Mark. Yes. DK Metcalf. Yes, DK Metcalf is the most ballyhooed receiver on the Seattle offense, but Tyler Lockett and Freddie Swain really outplayed him, and by quite a bit. Um, Seattle's success is really going to depend on on Russ cooking, and DK is a huge piece of that. Do you think uh, he's going to be able to rebound? And how do you think that looks? Yeah, um, you know, you you get covered by the number one guy and you're gonna fold a little bit and i think he'll be fine he's young and he'll bounce back it'll be all right it'll be all right so he's not gonna get covered by the number one guy every week no he will he will but i think he'll figure it out and he'll start to get some separation and he'll get right back in the game yeah it's fine 
<laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right. It's all good. Next, all good. next up, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Vikings 34-33. to This was the game that cost me my three-team parlay on Sunday because I had the Cardinals laying three points, and they won by one. Thank you very much, Kyler Murrah. Uh, Milty, I'm going to start with you here. Kyler actually had a really good game, you know, 400 yards in the air, three touchdowns, two picks, uh, ran for another 31 yards. The wee one doing his magic again. Uh, do you think he's going to break soon, or do you think that the Cardinals are for real? Oh, the Cardinals are for real as long as he's on two feet. Mark made a comment a couple weeks ago about him being wee and breakable. And I think that's going to be a problem. But you can also say something about Minnesota's kicker, Greg Joseph. <laughs> I was going to bring that up and talk to Michaela. Greg Joseph misses the chip shot there at the end. Bad kickers are bad. What the hell? Bad kickers are bad. That's The Vikings suffer the same curse that the Chargers do vis-a-vis kickers. But never mind Greg Joseph. Fuck that guy. Let's talk about good kickers. How... Matt Prater, how is your leg feeling, sir, after a 62-yard field goal at, like, a 1,000 feet? <laughs> right. What the fuck, dude? And that, that thing would have been good from 67. It, yeah, it, he it was fine. not close. My God. He doesn't even live in Denver anymore. And he's like, I bet I can kick this 80 yards. Uh, Mark, I'm not going to throw any specific stats at you here, but, uh, you know, Minnesota looked like they were in the game and we weren't really in the game. It played really well, but shit to bed at the end. Uh, is this the kind of thing that will derail a season for a team? Yes. And this is where Minnesota always kind of does this kind of shit. <laughs> Generally it's later in the year than this. But uh, week two, nice job, Minnesota. Um, that's a good start to um, shitting the bed for the year. Week two, good job, good job. Normally they do that in like you know the playoffs or like week seventeen to get into the playoffs. But we'll uh, or you know the NFC Championship game, you know that one time. But we'll we'll, we'll do that now. Yeah, it's week two, good starts, good starts. Good call. Next up on the docket, we're talking about Bills and Dolphins. Tua goes out with fractured ribs. The MRI came back. He's definitely not going to play this week. And they couldn't score any points. Mark, what would you like to say? I like ribs. I love ribs. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the spare rib. I like all ribs. <laughs> yes, Michaela. Not to derail this wonderful rib conversation, but I actually have a valuable question about this game. This is the only one that I came up with a decent question about. If Tua stays out long-term, do they make the trade for Deshaun Watson? Uh, I don't think anyone's making any trade for Deshaun Watson until they figure out what the hell is going on. Well, and Houston wants too much. Yeah, It's a combination of the NFL has not assigned a punishment, nor will they until something actually happens. And Houston wants your firstborn, your left testicle, and uh, three fingers. And seven draft picks. I'd be okay with the draft picks. The rest of it, they can go pound sand. What are you doing with your testicles these days? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about it. I like them in there. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> 
Milty, the stat line for the, the Bills wasn't great. Uh, Josh Allen, 17 of 33, so just a shade above 50% for a buck 79. Um, not a couple great weeks for the kid, especially considering the loss last week. Uh, is Josh sliding, or was this just shut it down, score your 35, and get out? Well, maybe a little bit of both. I think the they showed him last week how to how to play him. Miami tried to play it. They didn't have enough horses to do it. Um, you know, Miami beat New England the week before, but not enough to get through this game. I don't. Did they even get any points, Miami? Did they get shot out? Yeah, they got shot out. Um, I I just think that they did the best they could to try to imitate what Pittsburgh did, and they just didn't have the horses to do it. So I think, yeah, I think they're they're working on Josh. All right, let's see what happens the rest of the season. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders and the Steelers. The Raiders go into Pittsburgh and win 26-17. to Derek Carr, 28 of 37, 382, two scores. But Mark, he came out of this thing a little bit dinged up. What do you think is going to happen going forward with the Raiders? Sounds like he's fine. Um, he's a little dinged up, but um, they're not really talking about him missing any time. So of the – Quarterback issues that are out there, a la Tyrod Taylor, a la Tua, a la fucking whoever else got hurt. I feel like there's a million other guys. Carson Wentz, uh, and then, you know, a couple other guys we haven't talked about yet, but they're all there and getting hurt. I think that we're, we're fine with that guy. I wish he was a little bit more dead because he's tied for first currently in the division with one orange and blue. But um, they're, they're fine, and it, he looks very comfortable um, in the system now. And uh, the Raiders look okay, and that's scary. You know, the NFL is a better place when the Raiders are good. I no, really, it's not. I, yeah, it is. It really no, is. Yeah, because no. you want that game to be uh, – you want that game to mean I, something. And I hate it's Los so Angeles much being good. They're not in Los Angeles. They are still in Los Angeles. No, they're in Las Vegas. Ask any Raiders fan. They're still in Los Angeles. You ask any Raiders fan, they're still in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the only team, it's the only team that's moved four times and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MJ, the Steelers looked a little hapless in this game. They were close for a while, and then the Raiders pulled away. A lot of people pointed at this game on the Broncos' schedule as one that was going to be super tough, but it may not be the case. What do you think? That the Steelers' game's not going to be super tough? Correct. Uh, yeah. I don't like Pittsburgh very much, so yeah, fuck them. Broncos you, are going to You said that last week. Asses. Now, I do have to ask you why you hate Pittsburgh so much. Because I like the Browns. Is that because of Brian Hoyer? Yeah, at least partially. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? I like shitty teams. I have bad taste. Milty, old Chucky seems like he's back to his old tricks. Uh, Do you think uh, Gruden's got this thing turned around? No, I don't think so. When the season started, I had the Raiders for last place, and I'm not sure it's going to end up that way after the first two games, but they have played – you know, two pretty good teams and beat them both. So Raiders 2-0. and uh, Derek Carr looks sharp. If he's a little bit dinged, so be it. Hope he – I don't wish injuries on anybody, but I hope he's still a little sore by the time the Broncos come on their schedule. Yes, Michaela? 
I have another reason why I hate the Steelers. Because their fans shit their pants at the stadium and then wash their pants in the sink. That was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that did happen on Twitter. That was there for the whole world to see. <laughs> Speaking of injuries, Rams versus Colts. Michaela, you jinxed a good Mr. Carson Wentz saying he was going to make it till week 13 and he borking both ankles. What'd you do? I said that he would survive until week 11 and each one in that number represented one ankle that was straight that was no longer straight by the end of the game so that's what I'm you're so, gonna run with i'm so sorry mr wentz i did not mean <laughs> to break both of your ankles on one play uh mark we kicked around this trade a little bit um with the rams and the lions stafford 19 of 30 278 two touchdowns and a pick colts aren't a bad team when they got things going uh, you think that uh, people are starting to figure out Stafford, the Rams, or uh, was this just one of those games that just happened the way it happened? I think it's just one of those games that happened the way it happened. Um, Stafford's going to have a really good year this year. That that defense is incredible. Um, we'll just see. I I really think that the two broken ankles thing is very interesting because he showed up um, on Monday at the training facility wearing a walking boot. So does that mean he had both of his feet in one boot? (laughs) How big wide is this one boot that both of his ankles were in? Well, I mean, if you figure he's got a size 12, it must have been a size 24 boot. To boot. Das boot. How boot that? (laughs) What what a boot it. Uh, Milty, the Rams charge on. They're 2-0. That's a fun division. Do you think they have the stones to make it all the way and win it? I do. Uh, they got some. They got some good competition between Arizona, San Francisco, and Seattle. But um, I think they're going to go all the way to the playoffs, especially with that defense, like Mark said. There you go. Okay, let's talk about the final game of which we are prepared to speak. The Bears beat the Bungles twenty to seventeen. The Red Rocket, Andy Dalton have been hurt and now it is justin fields time mj the rookie is playing there's a little bit of a denver connection here because they had a shot at him but instead took ps2 are you going to be watching this game with any great interest and what do you expect to see this game already happened a i'm talking about the next game sorry 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 oh what next game well the next game the bears play sorry oh no I'm the ADD one on the podcast. Would you stop jumping around? (laughs) Also, Matt Nagy already came out and said that once Dalton's healthy, he's going to be their starter again. So I guess, like, enjoy the two or three games, bro. Milty, Joey B, 19 of 30, 207 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Before I ask you this question, Mark now has something to say. They're playing the Browns this week. So you might actually be watching that game. We'll see if it's on my TV. We'll see if Boston TV lets me watch the fucking Browns game. (laughs) Uh, Joe Burrow, number one pick last year, had an off game, and the Bears have a good defense but not great. Uh, Do you think this is something we're going to continue to see, or is Joey B going to turn it around? I think he'll turn it around, but I don't think it's going to be till towards the end of the season. You know, throwing two TDs but three picks, you you just got to be more careful with the ball. 
um, it's going to take him a few more defenses to to figure it out. Mark, we got a good look at Justin Fields in this game. He's going to be the starting going forward until Dalton comes back. Uh, I have it on good authority that the over-under on his rushing performance in the next game is about 46. Where are you sitting? Under. <laughs> you think he's going to scramble around like a wild man behind that shitty offensive line? I'm, can I break the fourth wall for a minute? Um, I'm going to. <laughs> the only reason this was on the rundown is so that we could talk about how Andy Dalton was hurt. We've covered this game way too much. <laughs> <laughs> heard and moving on. Thank you for keeping us on track. The road to 0 and 17, what we are going to call the Spiders Cup. Uh, there are, like I said, seven teams who are now on pace for 0-17. The Giants, uh, the Lions, the Falcons. I had the rest of it. There we go. The Jets, uh, the Colts, the Jags. Oh, that's only six. How did I screw that up? Can you count? Oh, the Vikings. The Vikings. There we go. Yep. No, I can. I can count. I just missed the Vikings. Uh, so there you go. You've got the Giants, the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, uh, the Jets, the Colts, and the Jags. MJ, which one of these teams is least uh, set up to win a game and which one of these teams do you think is the most favorable to win a game the rest of the season? What? <laughs> that was phrased horribly. I know. <laughs> you got, Kayla, when you told him about the 50-word thing, you got his fucking vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> he is overthinking every single thing he is saying. <laughs> I'm so in my own head. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has got the fucking he has got the verbal yips. Like I have never heard blah, my other black black black. This is this is something of hilarity for me because watching it just <laughs> like the Jets, I am struggling. Struggling. Uh, so let me Holy let shit, me rephrase that. I feel like Ryan, you could have done that in like fucking fifteen less words uh, if you actually did it. Right. Who who is not going to um wh- who is not going to lose this week? More likely is what he's asking. Roughly ish. <laughs> the Texans uh, are already the Texans have already lost, so they're they're continuing on. The, the Texans, the hey, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! The Texans won game one, bro. Oh no, so they're out of it. Okay, yeah, Jaguars are playing. Don't why don't stop all over me. The Jaguars are playing the Cardinals. The uh, who else is on that list? The Giants are playing the Falcons. So one of those teams is coming off of the Schneid this week for sure. The mm-hmm. Ravens are going to crush the Lions. Uh, the Jets and the Broncos. Um, who else? Am I missing one? The Vikings and Seahawks. So the of the most likely teams, which one? Atlanta or <laughs> <laughs> You didn't make this any better. <laughs> no. You no, made it worse. No, I didn't. Pick a game and there's two to, there's two teams playing that have lost both games, and the Falcons and Giants are playing. One of those teams will win. Or will not lose, I should say. The rest of those teams are all going to fucking lose. <laughs> the Giants will not lose. And I'm going to put my hat in Atlanta's corner for the uh, Spiders Cup. All right. MJ's calling Atlanta for the Spiders Cup. Milty. 
what do you think is going to happen here? Who's going 0-17? The Giants beat the Falcons, and it's the double J, J uh, Jags and Jets to fight it out to see which one lasts to 0-17. Mark, what do you got? And Jets and Falcons are my two teams. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I, nope. I, I made a big spectacle out of calling all the game. <laughs> He's done. I you doing that. Trying well, to correct your fucking alphabet word soup that you came oh, up with earlier. Well, go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talked about a betting line or two earlier, but now it's time to ask Milty for his degenerate bet of the week. To recap, you had uh, Denver laying the points. You had the under, and you propped the shutout. You went two for three, no parlay for you. What do you got this week? All right, so after losing that parlay, I'm going to have to double the money on this week. So, Deegan bet Texans plus eight, Saints plus two, Cardinals minus seven and a half. Nah. Let's make it easy. Broncos win by 19 to 24 points. That is a bet that I made earlier today. So you propped the Broncos? That's no, not a prop. Or, or, or you just, just took just the points? Just, just took the points. The Broncos will win between okay. 19 and 24 points. So that's a prop. You didn't, lay the, you, did, you didn't lay the points. You didn't play the money line. You selected a specific slot. A specific one yeah. bet. Broncos. What were the Broncos odds will, on that? Uh, well, it's uh, plus 575. So... $10 bet gets me 60 bucks. There you go. Okay, so we've got the Broncos to win between 19 and 24? Yep. Okay, 19 and 24 points. Plus 575. Thank you, Milty, for the degenerate bet of the week. Let's look at NFL Week 3, Chargers versus Chiefs. Unusually for last place in the division, Mark, break this game down for us. <sighs> Who cares? Chargers versus Chiefs. Oh yeah, so the the Chargers are going to win this game because they have to to keep my meme bet alive. So that's what you're going to go with. It's just yeah. because just just because you're going to wish your meme bet into existence. <laughs> I didn't bet anything. I just it. Well, yeah, your your meme prediction I there. Was, I was making fun of you very drunk three weeks ago and called it, and I decided to just run with it because I spoke it out into existence. Yeah, so right. therefore, I need this one. God damn it! Right. I'm going to say that the uh, the Chargers have absolutely no shot. They're continuing to be the Chargers. And the Chiefs are going to be pissed. Um, the Chiefs are going to stomp all over the Chargers. MJ, what do you think is going to happen? I think the Chargers are going to win. But mostly because I think the Chiefs need to go through a rough spot before they can reclaim their spot as the most dominant team in the world. Milty, break it down for us. I got the Chiefs to win, but I'll tell you what, their defense looks pretty sad. Um, Justin could have a good game, you know? Who knows? Yes, he very well could. But I'm taking, I'm taking the Chiefs. All right, next game, Bucks versus Rams. What could be a potential NFC Championship preview? Uh, MJ, starting with you, how do you see this game going? The Rams better win because I need Matt Stafford to get so many points. In the who cares about my fantasy team, uh, I want to beat my mom. 
in fantasy. So I need Matt Stafford to get some fucking points. <laughs> Milty, who you got? I got the Rams to beat the Bucks by one point. Mark. Bucks win. Bucks win. Oh my God, Bucks win. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. They just look too goddamn good. Uh, Tom Brady is making 40-year-olds everywhere feel terrible about themselves because he just continues to get better. Uh, next up, Packers versus Niners. This one could be a lot of fun. I know, Mark, you're sick and tired of the Aaron Rodgers shenanigans, but here we are talking about him again. How do you see this game going? Well, I mean, so as long as he's playing football and he's keeping his mouth shut and we're not talking about his off-the-field fucking shenanigans, I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers. But the problem is, is we spend very little time talking about that and we spend more time talking about his goofy haircut that apparently he's using for a Halloween costume or something. And he's, you know, doing these terrible commercials, him and fucking... The other guy are doing the terrible uh, goddamn State Farm commercials. Yeah, the guy that sounds like Cookie Monster also. Um, hey, I'm a secret. <laughs> uh, he sounds like Kermit. He's, no, he's it's more like this. <laughs> I don't know no, I'm going to talk about how we played really well against this last team and lost. It's a little bit more grumbly than that. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I don't know. Carry on. All right. The, the Packers are going to win this game handily. All right. Handily. Milty, who you got? I got the Niners to win at home. Dude, you're going to figure it out. Good defense, man. MJ. Uh, I'm going to say the Packers are going to win. Not for any good reason. Mostly because I can't think of anyone who plays for the Niners. Except for the Jimmy. ghost of Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess. He's there. Yeah, I'm going to side on the with the Packers as well. I don't think I can – they just played way too good, and I think they're going to get that uh, – get their poop in a group and figure it all out. And they went a long way to do that this past Wait. week. Wait. Yes, I said poop in a group. Isn't that what your wife – Last but not least, Eagles versus Cowboys – this is on here just because we think it's fun and it's the NFC East and we fucking hate the East Coast. But Milty, you picked the Eagles to win the division. That's that's, and, that's yep. why it's on there. Yep. Right? <laughs> that, so we're gonna we're right. gonna start with you here. How do you see this one going? Cowboys are at home, right? Yeah. So by all accounts, they should win the game. Uh Eagles by three. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i just think dallas has too many horses i'm picking the cowboys here uh mj where you got i think it'll be the eagles because it's funny (laughs) (laughs) and mark finish it off didn't i say we weren't talking about the cowboys or was that a different team that was a different team okay i thought we put a moratorium on talking about the cowboys yeah well they're on we put a who did we put a moratorium on talking about? Oh, the Lakers. That's the Lakers. They're, they're kind of the Lakers. It, it rhymes with Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the same part of the country. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, Oxnard. Don't tell the, do, don't tell the people in Texas that. <laughs> Oxnard is where they do their practicing. That's in Los Angeles-ish. Ah, they, they do their training camp there for like two weeks. Yeah, right. That's That's 
So they're the Los Angeles Cowboys of Dallas. Okay. Pick the game. The Los Angeles Cowboys of Dallas are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least, uh, for our NFL Week 3, Mark, it is your turn to share with us what you think is going to happen. Uh, give us the game of the week. NFL game, game, game. Of, 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 of. We, we already talked about this game a little bit, but we are going with Michaela. Are you okay? <laughs> I can only see one eye. I can't think if it's because she's trying to stay awake or she's just threatening to kill me silently below. Like she's mumbling under the microphone, all these swear words in different languages. <laughs> So we've already talked about this game a little bit, but we're going to pick for the game of the week, the Falcons versus the Giants is the game of the week. Yes, we are talking about two 0-2 teams. We are talking about Atlanta at New York Giants. Neither one of these teams has a quarterback. Neither one of these teams has a coach. Yes, you can talk about Matty Ice all you want being a quarterback, but guess what? He is a shell of himself in Atlanta. He will be a much better quarterback when he plays for the Broncos next year. So... Atlanta will lose this game to the New York Giants, and uh, Atlanta will cover the spread. I don't even know if that's actually a thing, but we're saying it all because it's the NFL game, game, game of, of, of the, the, the week. I mean, Atlanta only needs to lose by less than two or by two or less to cover the spread. So there you go. So it could be a thing. It could be NFL a thing. game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> time to shift gears and let MJ have some mic time. NHL quick hits. Take it away, dipshit. Finally, my time to shine. NHL hits. Do 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 do. It's time for the NHL hits. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a few things. Training camp started today, and a lot of teams are going in with missing people because um, Bill Daly, Bill Daly, whatever his that fucking guy, he came out and said, "Hey, the league's gonna be above a ninety-five percent vaccination rate by the start of the uh, season." And some teams said, "Bet we can get that bitch up." And started kicking out their players that have not been vaccinated. So um, Columbus fired a coach for not being vaccinated and sent another player um, down to the AHL for not being vaccinated. And the Isles sent a guy to fucking Russia to play in Russia instead. So yay, good vaccination rates. Um, Kirill Kaprizov signed. For the Wild, which was good. It was getting dicey there for a few. Um, it was 5 by 9 which is good for him. He's very good. He will be terrorizing the league for the next five years at least. Um, there's only a few RFAs that haven't signed yet. Um, Patterson and Hughes being the important ones. And the Canucks have no cap space left, so good luck signing those two, you dumb motherfuckers. Uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is that, speaking of training camp being started... The Vancouver Canucks do this thing called, like, they do bag skates, but they call them 40s. 
and I don't know what it is, but um, OEL A did not finish his bag skates because he's too old and slow. Uh, Connor Garland threw up, and uh, Oli Yolevi uh, passed out and died. And there's several pictures of him just like laying curled up in the, the fetal position on the ice, and it's very funny. Uh, I do have one other question for our uh, um, NHL insider there. Can we get a uh, Buffalo Sabres Jack Eichel freedom update? Oh, yeah. Jack Eichel is the least free he's ever been. Forgot about that. That's also important. Uh, So Jack Eichel demanded a trade, didn't get traded. Says, I would like to get an artificial disc replacement surgery. And the Sabres said, no, we want you to get a disc fusion surgery. And he said, no. And they've been fighting ever since. Um, and then camp came up, and they still haven't traded him, and he still hasn't had any surgery. So he failed his physical, so he can't play. And they were like, yeah, we know he can't play, and we know that we have to trade him here soon. But um, just for good measure, we're going to strip him of the captaincy while he can't do anything on the ice. So that situation is getting really, 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 really bad. Um I don't know why the CBA is written in a way where teams can decide what surgeries a player can and can't have like that, especially when there's a lot of literature saying that the ADR is probably going to be better for him than the uh, ADF or ADCF. Uh, but whatever. The Sabres suck really, really hard. So fuck them. I would just like to point out that I just picked uh, Darcy Kemper and got uh, plus thirteen hundred to win the Vezina, so my five dollar bet should win me uh, seventy bucks. I dig it. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good bet. I don't think he's going to win the Vezina because they don't like the Avalanche players. But Godspeed. <laughs> that's speaking of men who are free fucking darcy kemper free like, thank god now we're less than a month out from nhl season that's going to be a blast thank you very much mj mark let's kick it over to you for some major league baseball news uh what the hell happened in toronto bro uh, not my team not my problem <laughs> they, I mean, they were up by like what three games now? Are they still in? They're still in the wild card as of today. They're a half game over Yankees, or is that not current? By the time this podcast comes out, that won't be current, so it doesn't really matter. The the Yankees and the Blue Jays are fought, fighting for the second wild card spot. The beloved Red Sox are firmly in control of the first wild card spot, so that's all that really matters. Um, as far as what's going on uh, other than that um, there's some really good baseball going on in both wild card situations uh, that the Tigers did quench a division today so or not Tigers sorry the the White Sox did clinch a division today so they clinched the central today um, so that's pretty cool quench quench <laughs> <laughs> They quenched because we're talking to Milti. Right. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, Tampa Bay has. Um, they're still. There's. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not talking. We're talking Tampa about Bay. the wild card. Yeah, I was. I was looking at the wild card. Never mind. Yeah. Disregard. Right. Yeah. 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 They're they're game back in the wild card. Who is? Who's they? Toronto. Okay, so it's the Yankees are firmly, but by the time this podcast comes out, that will have changed too because four games have will four or five games will have been played that 
matter to this game between both the Yankees and the Blue Jays. So that number doesn't matter as of the time this podcast is there. Um, the Dodgers are shitting on themselves, which is hilarious. And um, also um, San Diego is really kind of just deciding to throw poop on themselves as well. It's pretty hilarious also. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Padres. Okay. <laughs> there's, right. your, there's your baseball talk. There's your baseball talk. Let's finish off talking about some sports and some news of the week in the NBA. And one of the oddest stories I can remember in uh, the association, Ben Simmons came out uh, for the 76ers and said, yeah, I'm not coming to camp. I'm not playing for you guys. Uh, Milty? <laughs> Never mind. Mark. <laughs> he doesn't even know who Ben Simmons is. I know. It was fun just to say. <laughs> I just so, wanted to see the look on his face. Yeah. So Ben Simmons can't hit a shot, but yet he doesn't want to come to camp. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible situation that they put themselves into, but they put themselves into it. And Ben Simmons, uh, Really wants a lot of money and wants to play for a different team. So I that's I, I don't know what else to say about that. That's it's a horrible situation for both parties. Uh, get rid of him. Just trade him. Just trade him. Get rid who's, of him. Who's going to take him though? He he's afraid to nobody. shoot. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, there was a rumor today that uh, the Nets had been sniffing around for uh, trading with other parts, but Kyrie Irving was part of the deal, and uh, KD said, "Hell no." Yeah, there was also a rumor that came on, um, what was it, TNT or something a couple of years ago where he was traded to a Chinese team. So, <laughs> I think that actually made the, the show notes, didn't it? Yeah, I think that, that it did. Year. I'm going to Guangdong. <laughs> Guangdong. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, most famous resident of Guangdong is Long Duck Dong of uh, 16 Candles fame. Yes, MJ. The best resident of Guangdong is because that's where she's from. That's why I put that on there. <laughs> well, I she's didn't not a know resident that. of there. She's, she's she might a, be from there, but she's not a resident. She could have citizenship. Citizenship, yeah, Allegedly. but she doesn't reside there. <laughs> hey, but look, MJ had something to pitch in in basketball talk, so that's good. Yeah. Guangdong. Guangdong. Uh, we just wanted to say Guangdong. 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 <laughs> Finally, for the NBA notes for the week, uh, JJ Redick has hung him up 15 years in the league. Uh, the Duke guy is done. Uh, Mark, what is your favorite JJ Redick memory? Uh, he is white. <laughs> And he played in the NBA a very yeah, long time. Very long time, and he played yeah, for Duke. So fuck those guys. Okay, your hatred for Duke is oh, me. I, just, I hate Duke. You know, and it's funny because these are those are the kind of tombs team tombs tombs team teams <laughs> yeah. that I actually root for. You know, like I I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Maybe I haven't said this on the air before, but I actually root for New England because Milty hates them so much. And it just drives him fucking batty when they do well. So I'm like, you know what? He is so asininely against, and you and and you guys in Notre Dame too. Oh. Like you guys are so asininely against Notre Dame 
and it's just funny to me. So I root for those teams to do well because watching you guys, when you get the little veins in your faces and get all fiery about that shit, just amuses the shit out of Notre me. Dame is year so after is one year of those teams. <laughs> the most the most overrated team every single year, and the only oh reason God. why we're they not get even so much. About, hold on, we're talking you about brought it up. You hold brought on, it up. no, no, no. We're right. going to okay. Notre Dame in a little bit, okay. so we're, okay. we're getting off track here. Right, but done. back to the but back to the Duke conversation. When we talked about Duke the other night, you said your reason for hating Duke was because they beat the fucking running Rebels in 1990 fucking one. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. What connection do you have to UNL fucking V? <laughs> that he rolls the dice there. Yeah. <laughs> Milty, what do you have to say? I got nothing except... Fuck you, Mark, for not slamming me for not liking New England. <laughs> I, love, I, love I love rooting for teams that make you guys miserable, oh. which is just fucking hilarious. Because you guys just get so worked up about no reason for hating some of these teams. Like, I get the whole Oakland Raiders thing because that's an interdivision thing. But there's some of these things I just, I just don't fucking understand. Okay? Does that make sense? Are you so, sure, sure. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. JJ Reddick retired. White guy. Good for him. He had a really hell of a career. Made a lot of money. Great, great. He'll be great on TV someday. Uh, dipshit. I got him confused with the Reddick that plays baseball when you told me to write his name down, and I did. I had no idea what you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say you got him confused with Riddick. <laughs> no, I know Riddick. The Chronicles of JJ. <laughs> I'd probably make that movie better. Oh come on, that was a great movie. The first one was. The, uh, Pitch Black the was, was really fine. good. Pitch Black was awesome, and I, yeah. I, I mean, Chronicles Carl, of Riddick was. Come yeah. on, Carl Urban, Tandy Newton, come on. Anyways, talking about pop culture, Matt. Um, why don't, why don't you go ahead and uh, do a, a little bit of pop culture for us, and let's let's talk about oh. some music. Yes, let's. Yeah. So um, we want you to your your music takes can be really hilarious sometimes, and we want you to review an album for us. Really? What do you want me yeah. to talk about? We want you to talk about the Thirty Six Chambers. Oh, the Thirty Six Chambers by the Wu Tang Clan. I'm going to channel. My inner see what I did there. Woo want you to talk. Woo want you to talk about. I am going to. I'm going to channel my inner George Shea. And if you don't know who George Shea is, he is the guy who does the introductions for uh, the Nathan's famous hot dog uh, championship that they have on the Fourth of July every single year uh, on the Pantheon of the rap gods of the '90s. Sits atop the mountain. The Wu-Tang Clan. One of the greatest things about 90s hip-hop was the evolution of the ensemble group. You had the Wu-Tang Clan. You had De La Soul. You had Lords of the Underground. You had Leaders of the New School. Wu-Tang Clan is the best of all of them. And their pop culture impact cannot be denied. Now, Wu-Tang's most famous member is the Method Man. Everyone knows the Method Man. He's been, he's been an actor. He's been on CSI. He's done a bunch of solo stuff. Uh, he did that bunch of stuff with Red Man. Um, however, the leader of the group and the driving force uh, was named RZA. 
And Riz's pop culture impact absolutely cannot be denied. He, one, was the producer, came up with all of the driving beats, produced and put together all of the songs, with the exception of two on 36 Chambers. Um, but he also wrote, directed, and starred in a couple of martial arts films, uh, The Man with the Iron Fists, which are fantastic if you haven't seen them. Um, and the other thing that Riza did was uh, he scored uh, Kill Bill, uh, part one, I believe, and two. Um, the, the, man's, the man's musical knowledge just knows no bounds. Now let's talk about the 36 Chambers. Every one of these songs on this album is a, a classic. Bring the Ruckus, Shame on a, mm-hmm, not going to say that word, Clan in the Front, The Seventh Chamber, Can It All Be So Simple, The Mystery of Chess Boxing. What these guys did to put together old soul samples together with um, samples of uh, theme songs from 1970s cartoons. You can hear, if you listen to this album carefully enough, you can hear the underdog theme being put into one of these songs. And they also added martial arts uh, dialogue, uh, specifically from Shaolin and Wu Tang, uh, Ten Tigers from Quang Tung. If you're a martial arts fan and you listen to this album, you can just feel the love that these guys have. As a matter of fact, some of these names that these guys picked, Old Dirty Bastard, may he rest in peace, and he's the only one of the, the original nine members who have left us. Uh, his name, Old Dirty Bastard, is actually taken directly from uh, the name of a 1970s martial arts film. It was a wuxia film. Um, there isn't a single song on the entire album that has a verse by all nine members, but there are several that have seven or eight. Um, and I'll tell you what, Riza the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Raekwon the Chef, Inspected Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, and The Method Man. Can't go wrong with the 36 Chambers. It is one of the best albums in the hip hop genre of all time. It is one of the best albums of all in the nineties. And in, in my mind, it is one of the uh, probably top two or three hip hop albums ever. So if you get a chance, go out and listen to 36 chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan. Awesome. Awesome stuff. That's my review of the 36 chambers. Yes. MJ. Did you know that the Wu-Tang Clan had a game on the PlayStation one? It came out around the same time as the Def Jam video game. It was a fighting game too. <laughs> You know, they did that because um, uh, Shaquille O'Neal was hanging out with the Foo Schnickens, who uh, also had a fighting game on the Sega Genesis called Shaq Fu. <laughs> that game fucking sucks, though. The Wu-Tang game is good. <laughs> so good. All right, let's talk about some NCAA football. Uh, first, uh, UCLA, Mark's darling Chip Kelly lost. Uh, Mark, I know how much you like this guy. What the hell happened there, bud? They lost a game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a really good game. I mean, Fresno State's a really good team. And it, they didn't lose to nobody. I mean, Fresno State's in the top 25, too. They're, they're a really solid team. So I, I mean, it was a very, very good and entertaining football game. Milt, did you get a chance to watch the game? What do you think happened? I did not. I, uh, I know that Fresno, was, you said number 22, Mark. Um, they... I, I didn't watch the game at all, but I see that they're two and one, right? And they're not in maybe one and one in the uh, Pac-12. I think they'll come back. Very good, MJ. Do you have anything you'd like to add, or shall we just move on? I already said, do not talk to me about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, USC seems like they've got stuff back on track after they let uh, 
old Coach Helton go. Uh, Mark, will they have continued success or do you see a crumbling coming in their future? Crumbling. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like every team when they uh, get done with uh, firing a coach, there's always that bounce back game and then they just go right back to shit. So that's what I kind of expect. Um, they're not they're not a good team. Uh, they, they, they do have some players, but do their players really respect an interim coach? And how many of them are already looking at the transfer portal for next year? Interesting stuff. Plus, Ed Becky's in jail still. What? <laughs> the USC scandal. Ed oh. Becky's in jail. <laughs> okay. I couldn't figure out where you're going with that. And uh, Becky's still in jail. <laughs> Melty USC seems like they may have found a quarterback. Do you think uh, maybe they'll continue, or do you think you agree with Mark that uh, it's just going to fall apart? Uh, they may have another game or two that they win here and there, but for the most part, I think they're pretty much done for the year, and they're going to be saying similar stuff that we say here in Colorado for years. Are you coach? <laughs> Maybe. Are you Aunt Becky in jail? <laughs> uh, what may have been the game of the week in college football, number one Alabama, number 11 Florida. Alabama gets out with a two-point win. Uh, Mark, is this weakness being shown by Alabama? Did Florida just step up really big for one game, or are they just they take the win, move on, and continue to crush their opposition? Uh, you know, it's an SEC team, and Florida's not a bad team. Um, they, You know, it's an SEC opponent, and I, are they in the same division? I can't remember. I believe that they are. So it's a divisional game, too. So there's there's a lot of things on the line with that. And so, um, and it, to be honest with you, I don't think Alabama's been tested yet. So I think this was a really good test. Um, I think they just continue to roll on. That team is just unstoppably good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's the last loss they're going to have for a while. Milty, do you agree? Alabama going all the way? Alabama may go all the way. You know, that's the old phrase that uh, they don't – it just reload, right? That there's They always have players in the back that could be starting for a lot of other teams. But I'll tell you what, I think Florida's going to have a hell of a year. All right. Next on the docket, Notre Dame-Purdue. Notre Dame, 3-0. and we talked about it a little bit. I always think that Notre Dame is one of the most overrated teams every year, and they have not crushed lesser opposition in any of their games yet this year. Mark, uh, does Notre Dame have it? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, new quarterback, you know, they're kind of falling into place with this system. The defense looks really good. Um, Notre Dame will be fine. Um, I really look forward to this weekend's team, this weekend's game with them and uh, Wisconsin. I think that's going to be a very good tell of what we have in Wisconsin and what we have in Notre Dame. And then we'll be able to tell uh, going forward a little bit better after that. Yep, I agree completely. Uh, Milty, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's, what, 3-0 and right now? Yep. Uh, they'll be three and two in the next two weeks. Wisconsin <laughs> and Cincinnati. I love it. <laughs> Not going to lose to the Bearcats. They're the number eight team team in the country, man. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, in one of the most fun games to watch, uh, especially visually, they had the whiteout uh, in Death Valley and uh, Penn State and Auburn. Penn State 
takes the win in what was really a fun game to watch. Mark, break this game down for us. What'd you see? None of it. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you. Very good. Uh, Milty, same from you. I presume you probably didn't watch this either. (laughs) I I watched as much as Mark did. Okay, good. Uh, The only thing I got to say, I was kind of – Read a little bit about it, and then apparently it was Penn State's first home win against an SEC team since 1985. Yeah, that's very true. All right, and I really hope that what's his name, James Franklin, is he? He's the coach of Penn State. I really hope that he doesn't jump ship and go to USC next year. I hope he stays in Happy Valley. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. I, a good Penn State team is good for college football for sure. Um, Next up, let's talk about some CSU Rams football. Uh, they are on the struggle bus uh, and having coming off a win against Toledo. Mark, they get Iowa this week. What's the score going to be, buddy? What's the line on the game currently? Oh, I don't know yet. A lot. Are you, look- are <laughs> I'm you looking? I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I wasn't ready for this question. <laughs> Twenty-three and a half. They're they're Iowa's gonna crush them by like fucking fifty. Yeah, I think you might be right. Holy this, fuck! Yeah, this this is one of those money makers for CSU because they're going to Iowa. They're gonna make millions of dollars to go get just shit boxed. Yes, agreed. <laughs> this is not if you if, if you are a, if you are a Rami fan, I would not tune into this one. <laughs> no, it's gonna not get ugly. Milty, anything you'd like to add? No, all I can do is make it unanimous. You know. Oh, CSU beat Toledo. Toledo almost beat Notre Dame, but I don't see the number five team, Iowa, doing anything stupid against CSU. Agreed. All right, that ties up the NCAA football talk, and we are into my second favorite bit of the week. MJ, your time to shine. Share with us what you scrubbed from the interwebs and give us the dipshit of the week. There was a lot of really good candidates this year. I'll give a special shout out to Toaster's candidate. Wait, wait, is this the dipshit of the week or the dipshit of the year? <laughs> dipshit of the week. And it's about to be you for that dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the dipshit of the week had a lot of candidates. And I'll give a shout out to Toaster's, who was Connor McGregor fucking up a first pitch. But. A lot of people fuck up first pitches, so I don't think it's that good. Also, it got beat out by the fucking castless of a Mario movie that's coming out. Because what do we need? A Mario movie. Who do we need? A d- list of actors that should not be voicing characters in a Mario movie. Why is Chris Pat playing Mario? Why is that happening? Why is Charlie Day playing Luigi? Because it's hilarious. Why, why is Seth Rogen Donkey Kong? I have so I'm many funny questions. As fuck. That's the best choice they could have made. Jack Black as Bowser is at least like reasonable. Every other like Charles Martinet is alive and they have him on the cast list and he's not playing Mario and that should be a fucking crime. Like the I don't know the Charlie Day Luigi thing to me is pretty hilarious. I, I could just see, it's me, Mario, ah, ah, Luigi, ah, ah, you know, like, uh, that part of it's fun. But Chris Pratt, yeah, you're right. I think that's just star power. What if they don't 
use Italian accents, though. What if they talk like normal? I'm going to kill myself. They may have to do that due to the whole PC thing. What if? Yeah, that's that. But it's a video game, so they have to go with the accents. Yeah. If if Mario is just like Chris Pratt talking, it's going to be the end of the Mario's. Can I Even though the Super Mario Brother cartoon should have been the, or no the Super Mario movie should have been the end of the Mario's continue. I I really am going to be very sad because I already know that my favorite guy is not going to make the movie. I don't think Waluigi's going to be in this and no. And that makes me sad. He's he's in a Oh no. <laughs> he's not even in WarioWare. That WarioWare game just came out and I don't think he's in it. No, he's, he's in a, the golf game I think though. Yeah, he is, but he's just getting shit on everywhere else. Everywhere else. My sad sad day for Waluigi and Mark. All right, thank you, MJ. <laughs> Time for final thoughts. Milty, let's start with you. Take us home, buddy. Okay, so I just want to let everybody know that we've had a good time tonight. We had a, a great time with everybody that's listening. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Las Vegas for four nights of crap table slot machines and degenerate bets. Looking forward to that recap. Awesome. MJ, what do you got? Uh, we went to Meow Wolf yesterday, and I think I destroyed all of my brain cells. So I apologize. <laughs> For not having any smart takes today. Not that I usually have any smart takes. My nickname is literally dipshit. But I, I, I had to read four books today about Meow Wolf. And I still don't think I know anything else about the story. I know one of the forgotten four. I don't know who the other three are. I guess we're all going to have to go check out Meow Wolf to figure out what you're talking about. All right. Several times. Several times. <laughs> that's me. Meow Wolf Denver, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the Denver Meow Wolf. Mark and I are already planning a 12-hour trip so that we can figure out what the fuck is going on. That's correct. Because <laughs> I, I will have gone there yesterday for four hours and tomorrow for more than likely four hours and still have no clue what's going on. But love every second of it. <laughs> all right. It was so good. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. And last but not least, Mark, favorite bit. Let's go. All right. And we're just going to skip right to it. All those people in Meow Wolf Denver and Las Cruces and London and Athens and Amsterdam and Austin and Auckland and Bulgaria and Bogota and Reykjavik and Berlin and Perth and Mumbai and Trinidad and Tobago and Tbilisi and Sicily, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, Ontario, Canada, and Gothenburg, where the metal is from. We love you. Ousterdam. Where is Ousterdam? It's there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, words are hard, but we have had just a shit pile full of fun talking with each other, talking shit to each other, making fun of each other, and talking for you. Uh, Please make sure you check us out on our social channels, uh, at the idiot goons on Twitter, uh, search my brother is an idiot on Facebook or at King Goon Smoke on TikTok for barbecue. Uh, for Milty, MJ, and Mark, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys. Have a good one. See ya. Catch you at the convergence. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo.